So I'm curious because this shit has started to come up more and more for me. I think because we got in with a couple yuppie types. Are you familiar with what a yuppie is, Dennis? No. Okay. What, what, so, so maybe what I would consider, but what would you consider yuppie? Fair enough. Yuppie out here um, is a rich person that pretends to live like they're not rich and do not rich people things that they could only do if they were rich. Yeah. And generally involves some sort of alternative lifestyle. I would say generally hippies. And I guess lately more like people that kind of grew up in like the punk scene Mm -hmm. that after they got out of the punk scene, they got a really good job and make a lot of money. But they hey, still kind of hey. want to. <laughs> they still kind of want to live like they don't have any money. Um, and one of the common traits that I have noticed more and more are people that don't have TVs and don't allow TVs in their house. Right, not not of, because like they can't afford to buy a TV. More like like I don't watch TV. It, it, well, okay, that's exactly where I was going. They think that they're better than you. They right. think that they're like annihilation of TV from their life has granted them some sort of superiority. Like I'm smarter than you. I know better than you. I spend my time better than you. Is this a thing in Sweden? Oh there... yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh okay. yeah. What uh does that does that description kind of fit that type of person there as well? Yeah, we I I mean I would call I would probably call people like that or like, like people that think they are entitled to to things are better than you, more like a kind of hipster lifestyle, you know, like yeah. oh okay, I only yeah. eat, you know, uh, vegetables that I grow on my own balcony kind of thing and all that kind of stuff, whatever they do. They're or the farmer's weird. market. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then they end up like, oh, I'm supposed to, you know, they're supposed to wear only a certain vintage. and then, they, But it still gets brand, but it's supposed to be vintage of the same brand. So it's like, oh, it's not, you know, like uh, brand stuff. But then you look at it, it's like, but it's all the same brand anyway, even though you bu- you're saying you buy it vintage, right? So Right. And it's... this kind of blew up pretty big in Sweden a couple of years uh, like a years ago and i think it's still going especially with that you know entitlement thinking you're, that you're better than you and stuff like that mm-hmm. in in the i don't know maybe like the skate scene or the punk rock scene and i won't talk i wasn't involved in that shit in the 80s i was nine years old in the right. 80s right but let's say like the mid 90s if you had a ratty old slayer t-shirt it's because you've had it for 10 years and you just refuse to get rid of it. You probably got so it at a you, concert or right, like would, hot topic or something. And you're still wearing it, right. but you paid, you know, 20 bucks for it at the time that you got it. Now people are collecting like old tour short tour shirts of bands, but they're spending $400 on them. And they're still the same ratty shirt that I was wearing. 
but they're spending 10, 20 times more on it. But you can't possibly track down this old merch and wear it if you were the type of person that should be wearing this type of clothing. Because that Whoa. person would never have the money. Like, if you grew up on the street, you're not dropping $400 on a 1980s Iron Maiden shirt. Right. No, that's fair. But but just because you're affluent doesn't mean that you can't like Slayer. But. Right. I would challenge that. I don't I think that it does mean that. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of gatekeeping because, going on in here. <laughs> because I mean, you always you have the problem like, you know, all these kind of classic rock bands has become like a brand like it yeah. a lot of them now are like the equivalent of like you know even like an adidas or nike or whatever it's sure. just a brand i mean like i don't know how many of these bands you've seen in like stores like you know you say like hot topic or h&m or stuff like yeah. you know a brand compared to when we grow up, we have to buy it at the shop or you were buy it at you know that bootleg shop that had you know all the band shirts essentially right Right. So, I mean, it becomes so much bigger than that. Also, I mean, a lot, and we, but it's just a kind of money making process, whatever sells, right? That's it. There is a difference to me, at least, of I have a million dollars in my bank account. Mm. So I bought this $400 vintage tea. Sure. I have. $400 in my bank account. On a good I day. bought this $400 <laughs> vintage tea, right. right? Like the difference in the amount of money of what it means to you is so different that it does make me wonder if the appreciation for what you're purchasing is the same. So there's a collector that has very little money, but he's into vinyl or old shirts or memorabilia sure. and he's saved for six months. The shirt finally showed up on eBay. It's the one he's been looking for in his size. Let's say he even used like a firm to pay for it. Right. So he right. takes out a loan to pay for this shirt <laughs> compared to the guy that's like, Oh, Slayer. Yeah, they're cool. I'll buy it. Right. And then he doesn't even notice the money come out of his bank account. Because it was nothing to him, I, right? My brain is getting going in all, so many different directions. But you said once you become rich, like you can still like this shit, right? But I think there's something that happens when you start to make more money that the anger, maybe like the teenage rage that the got angst. you into this shit, and the, yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. it start to go away after a little while? Or it's like, what am I mad about? I keep I'm, waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm by no means wealthy. Don't get me wrong there. But like, I'm, I'm firmly in the middle, embedded in the middle class. But uh, I think of anything, I, I like the heavy uh, fringe, quote unquote fringe, because you can listen to it on the radio now, music more than I did when I was a teenager. I guess there's more shit. Yeah, the shit that you're mad about when you're 40 compared to when you're 15 is different. different. Definitely. And I guess the shit you're mad about when you're 40 is probably more real. 
So I guess Maybe. you have more real reasons to be mad, but right. Well, I don't know. You look at the teenagers nowadays. They've they've got a pretty firm pulse on the reality of of the awful that is the world we're, we're leaving them, and they're pissed. <laughs> yeah, but I still hear a lot of like stupid, like teenage drama shit. Oh sure, no for sure. Like the stuff that I hear coming home from middle school isn't always about Ukraine or you know high school too. minority rights. A lot of yeah. it is like. My friend didn't talk to me today, but she talked to Amanda and I hate so, Amanda. It's like, oh, so-and-so's a real bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to punch that's, him in the head. But I'm going to say alive. like, I'm going to say like corporate life is the same. Yeah. The bigger the company, the more the dramas. Like, I don't think like the, the drama <laughs> changes that much to be fair. It's just what people care about. That's different. Oh, you're right. For sure. It, I still drive home every day bitching about a couple of my uh, managers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be the same. Like, you're going to have people that care about outside world, and then you're going to have people that just care about, you know, kind of the closest environment. And if stuff doesn't go right around them, they're going to bitch about that, regardless of age. Very true. And it's probably the same thing that they bitched about when they were in middle school that they are when they are, you know. And probably the same kind of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, so, you know, it just kind of goes with it, right? And then yeah. you have the people that actually try to do a difference and, uh, you know, and then for some people that's just going to turn into, oh, the, these people are inconvenient because they always complain about, you know, this war or that war or this issue, social issue or that social issue, right? So it's all, it's all going to tie back to how much you want to care about something. That's a... uh, Speaking of war, I saw this report. You guys gave 287 million US dollars to Ukraine over there in Sweden. Oh, this just Sweden, just recently. No. Sweden did? Yeah. Did yeah. You, yeah, are you that, even, yeah. Let's point that out. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, I'm curious is that's a government decision to yeah. do yeah. that? Yep. How, how do you feel about it? How do the Swedish people feel about it? I mean, like, I hope they just make sure that the right people, it gets in the right hands of the right people and that just doesn't go and like, Siphon away because I feel like they're completely bad at tracking stuff like this in general. How do you track that amount? And like, <laughs> you know, we gave that to Ukraine, but like, who, who specifically are making right. sure that this money is actually going out to the people that you know need them? Right. That's always going to be much, my how issue. How much was it, Sean? Two eighty-seven million. Yeah. Okay. And this was maybe like two weeks ago. It was just the most recent thing that just happened to pop up. Because right. I, I always also there... know that the company that owns my my company did also like a huge donation and everything about it. And I was like, that's great. But do you know where those money actually, you know, go to? So you make sure right. that it ends up to the right people. And it's just... right. where are the checks and balances on that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like I'm always... I'm a very paranoid person, so I want to make sure that when I give money to something or anything, really, that it goes to the right person. Absolutely. That's why Kickstarter freaks me out so bad. It's like you're throwing money at these folks, and there's no guarantee they're actually going to do anything with it. I mean, it's built for scams, (coughs) right? So, Absolutely. Do you want to gamble on this project that looks super legit with all these flashy pictures and whatnot, like Gaming Industry 101? Oh, it looks so nice. Here's some money. Where did they go? What, What is the number one drama at your job? 
of my job. Yeah, yeah. Because you said even <laughs> in corporate America, there, there's drama, there's gossip. You don't you don't have to single a person out, but like, like what it's is John? No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking, yeah. no, no, no. But it's just, uh, uh, shift uh, resp- who's supposed to take responsibility uh, at what point? I think right. that that that's like something that's a, a, like a basic a basic thing when you have to do like we're doing this hu- huge games together. And I'm in the, the um, part of the uh, publishing process, and like, who is supposed to take responsibility for what, where? And then there yep. is like people still like you know like refusing to take responsibility and do what they're supposed to be doing, and then people end up having to clean up their shit basically. Mm. And uh, like, without going into like details, I mean, this is go. Uh, there, the this is like a bigger problem when when people are you know. Uh, forcing to push stuff out, 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 and the grind. Yeah, yeah. and then they don't give you the time to do the work. Yes. Like, okay, we have this thing. Can you make sure it's out by Tuesday? It's like you know, it's Thursday, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool. And then there is like, yeah, uh, you know, no, no overtime policy, right? So yeah, right. At the same time, what the? <laughs> yeah. Can you pull a miracle out of your ass, please? Yeah, please, please. Give me. Can you give me more hours to yeah. today? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so they will, they will legit like remove you from the office if you try to stay too long and work too much. No, no. Like... But you have you don't get you don't get paid if you stayed longer because oh, okay. you have to. So you have to apply for say like the right to. Like somebody has to approve your overtime for you to get paid for it. Damn. Otherwise, you you you're supposed to just leave. So I just leave. Right. <laughs> so yeah, you I can get in that. trouble it, with my company. You can get in trouble for using unauthorized overtime, but like you're gonna get paid for it. They just might be like, "Hey, we don't do that," you know? Yeah. And then if it becomes a problem, of course they'll take further steps against you. But and it's also illegal to work overtime and not get paid. Unless your salary in the U.S., right, yeah. right, like it's fucking ridiculous. It's insane. I think the idea of salary part of it is is stupid in and of itself. Like, why does that change anything whatsoever? But I agree to it. I guess. Like, if Dennis decided, ah, fuck it. Like, I need to get this done. I'm just gonna stay four extra hours. Yeah. I don't know how it is in Sweden, but in America, you could get in trouble for that. So, working for free. So if you did it for free, right? Yeah. I mean, here I obviously have to, you know, log my hours and stuff and so forth. And then, so I have a pretty, I have it super flexible. So basically, if I, you know, work a couple of extra hours one day, I can just go home two hours, you know, earlier in the next day if I would. That's cool. If I could like change it like that, but if I wish they, we could do but, that. But if they see that I'm working more than forty hours a week, they'll be like, "Hey, why are you doing this?" And then they want, you know, want would want to interfere that there's a problem somewhere, but there's a difference between, you know, acknowledging a problem and solving a problem. Exactly. Uh, oh, that's just bad. This looks really, really bad. This hole in this boat, but you know, it's going to mm. fix it. And then everybody's just turning around. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> so we're just going to sink and die everybody. Okay, nice. Well, that's better than what usually happens. Whereas they sit there arguing about whose fault it is and whose responsibility it is to patch it while the ship sinks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's either of those, right? And then you're like, I'm just gonna take right. this raft and I'm out of here. Bye. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> when I first started working, my first job was at a mall food court, 
Nice. And it was like so disorganized. Everything that we're talking about here applies to that. But sure. I'm 15, 16 at the time. Never had a job before. It's like, oh, okay. Like, I guess this is what it's like. And then you get a slightly better job and you're like, okay, this, this is better. But then you go to, I'm 40. I work for a massive company. I work for GameStop, O'Reilly's, Avalanche, Software. Is that the right Software company? or Studios? Avalanche Studios Group. Studios group. Okay. 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 Not not Harry Potter. Not Harry you guys have got to be catching some shit for that. You not, poor guy. No, no, no. We get all the praise. We send the shit. To oh, okay. the no, but apparently our marketing uh, marketing department was overflowing with like emails and everything. And oh, I'm people sure. Trying to yeah. get review copies, and we were like. But you know, we released this fishing game. You can look at instead if you want. <laughs> so, I'm trying to see if uh, if I've played anything you guys have come out with. It's and un- actually, yeah, absolutely, I have Rage Two, The Hunter, freaking really. Yep, you guys are amazing. So the the Hunter I work on. So there's really yeah. So the, the, we are there's three divisions, but I only work on two. So you have the like triple A side that did like Mad Max and Rage and stuff, and you yeah. have the other part that is Expansive Worlds that does like um, the Hunter and the Angler, and then we have mm-hmm. one that's a systemic reaction that uh, we, I think the Generation only, Zero, yeah, Gen Zero and the second that was a cool game, Second Extinction. How cool! <laughs> the dinosaur game <laughs> that Capcom is now completely copying. Really? Yeah. Though I wonder, you know, I sent you my idea for the dinosaur game. Yeah. Uh, like last year. Yeah. If Uh-oh. Capcom uses that idea, you're gonna regret <laughs> yeah, I know. Listening to <laughs> Cause the dino the second extinction is a human fighting against dinosaurs. Like Turok. So I messaged Dennis and I'm like, have the dinosaur with guns fighting other dinosaurs. With guns, <laughs> killer, <Dork. right? laughs> yeah, it's selling America like fucking crazy. You had me until that; those two words. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, make me a Velociraptor. I'm in. There was with guns. <laughs> there was a there was a game that I played a few years ago. I think it was called like Primal Rage, but then it was dinosaurs yes. versus humans, and you could play as the Velociraptor. I think I remember that it was really mm-hmm. cool. That was a good game. Y'all it's- are hiring like crazy too. Hey, this could be your chance. I know, right? Get the fuck out. Yeah, I'm not qualified for any of this. Maybe oh. QA. <laughs> hey, that's where Dennis started. Yep. That's right what, yeah. I was a QA. I was a I started on Starbreeze back in the day. Right on. Uh, with payday two. Ah, oh, that game. That's so, a good one. It's it's weird, right? That as you move up in corporate America, all these problems or corporate in general, doesn't have to be America. They don't go away. Like the pedantic bullshit that you deal with just continues at all levels. And Dennis is talking about no one takes responsibility. It sounds like Mike has plenty of experience with no one doing their shit. My job is and my career and it's total is 
pretty much being the guy that steps up and says, I'm going to accept the fault and the, 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 the ass chewing and fix the relationship because of whatever fuck up, whoever did. How does it not get better from mall food court pizza restaurant to billion dollar software developer? How, still how hired. Yeah. And people can't get Does along have... and people think they are entitled. Yes. People think so. Do you think, always. Do you think there's anything that your bosses do that you couldn't do? If you were given the same training that they were given, like, oh, not yeah. like you well, could then, sit yeah, down sure. and I mean, run I'd... the programs that they're running, but you could do those jobs. Don't you think? Sure. I don't think I could hold back as much. <laughs> That's the trick. My, my boss, Dave, that guy is a ballerina of, of not just, you know, saying the right thing at the right time and not just being like, no, you fucking idiot, do this. <laughs> that That's that's still my problem. Like, I'm not as dip- diplomatic to be a boss and also I'm absolutely not a people person. That's the trick like, for me is I, 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 I have to dance that dance every day and it's I, it's it's grueling at times. I, I, I tried to be a manager for two months and it was the worst experience I've ever had. <laughs> and I managed two people. Oh damn. <laughs> but you see I've got like but I got, about thirty five team members under me and yeah, no, it's just a slew of individuals and every single one of them really kind of has to be just accepted as an individual person. You can't just copy and paste how you treat people. And yeah, that's, that's the hardest part of managing. Mm-hmm. It really is. Cause I ha- cause I was basically uh, a manager of two, pe- I was supposed to be a manager f- temporarily for two people. And I had the, basically the complete opposite one that was no knew exactly what he was doing. Like I could trust that he was doing his work. The other one, uh, because he was working remotely, sometimes I didn't even know he was actually working. And it was so, right. and I was like, no, I'm not cut out for this. I don't have the patience. Yeah. Back to the, the TV thing. Yep. Where we started mm-hmm. this, this branching path. Is there a benefit? Do y'all see a benefit? Like a, a true real life benefit? Like, let's just not have a TV because that's going to make us spend more time doing research, going to I the guess. library, yeah, reading like... books. Is And is there a difference? I got three spare hours in my day. Mm-hmm. I could spend that three hours watching TV, playing video games, reading a book. Why does reading a book always get like the, oh, he must be a smart man. All this reading (laughs) that he's doing isn't reading a form of entertainment. Like if you're, if you're reading Lord of the Rings is how different is that from watching Lord of the Rings in terms of how you're spending your time? If you're reading a scientific journal, like, oh, like, okay, you're probably, if you're capable of understanding Maybe you're learning some shit here. Sure. If you're reading about ancient Greece or ancient like religions or something, or like something, maybe right. you're you're broadening your horizons. But most people that are like, I love to read, are reading like Nicholas Sparks books. They're not they're not reading uh 
you know, medical so, journals or whatever. The, o- right. the only mm-hmm. thing I know that reading does better than obviously watching something is that you usually increases your vocabulary and stuff like this, like basic understanding of how to use the language in a written form. In and like, and that's like. It also depends on how obviously the difficult. Like I, I'm not gonna say that any of you know the mangas I have here is like you know uh, pr- prime reading and say like right. oh, have the you know most advanced reading. But it's still like you have to. Fo- I feel like to read and go forward, you have to focus. Oh, okay. in comparison yeah. to a movie or okay. TV, will you know go on with regardless if you're focusing or not, right? That's a good point, actually. Yeah. I had not considered that. Because I can watch a child have something on the TV, on their phone, and a tablet as well. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're doing like all three of these things at once. They're talking to a friend on their phone, drawing on the tablet, right, and watching a TV show. It's like, you're not really doing any of these things. <laughs> or are you actually doing all three of them? Is that, do you think you can? They are. I don't think whether you can. Your, your judgment level of, of their of efficacy in those three things is, is really neither here nor there, but they are doing them. If you're trying to paint the Sistine Chapel, are See, you they should gonna, have just done one color, two coats, stipple effect. It had been done in three days. And they could have watched YouTube while they did it. <laughs> they could have. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I he went blind. That... <laughs> he went blind, letting the paint drip into his eyes because he was so <laughs> stuck on the detail. Now tell me that's a good thing. <laughs> the lack of... Dennis has... You guys all have kids. Yep. Have you yep. noticed that lack of focus that it's almost impossible for them to do one thing at a time? Um, or so in a way, so my, my kids are on the spectrum, so I can't really say same actually, actually. Uh, so right uh, they are either hyper-focused on something like ridiculously yep. how much he's almost inside the TV and or yeah. not focusing on anything. So you get, but like, like you said, like, you know, everything or nothing in comparison to like half focusing on th- uh, three things. Right. And see, or, or my youngest son is sitting there and I, I think he's watching Marvel movies with us and well, he is, but at the same time, he's doodling artwork on scrap paper. That is 10 times anything my talent could ever produce. So like, it's hard to say. It goes kid to kid. Yeah. Okay. My experience is if I... So Jade wants to draw something. Sure. She, she's huge She's an art. amazing artist, yeah. But if she has an idea in her head and she's ready to put the idea down, whether she's using it... On, she has one of those tablet with the drawing pencil. The Wacoms, yeah. Or just with a pencil or paper, she'll like get the shit together and then she'll be like, oh, I need to get a drink and I need to get a snack 
and I need to get my phone and I need to put something on the TV mm-hmm. and then I'll be ready to draw. And then she'll come to me and she'll be like, Hey, what should I watch? And I'll be like, well, I thought you were going to draw. She's like, but I need something to watch while I draw. It's like, okay, well, are you going to pay attention to what you're watching? She's like, no, no. Well then just put on anything for background noise. And she'll be like, okay. And then 15 minutes later, she'll come back and be like, I can't decide on what to watch <laughs> So for the last 15 minutes. She's been like scrolling through Netflix or Hulu, like trying to find something. And it's like, had you started just drawing, you'd be like into it already. But the ability to just focus on the drawing, which I'm not an artist. I imagine if I'm going to create, like when I'm doing these podcasts, I don't have a TV on over here with the game on where I'm kind of like looking up here, like watching the game while I'm talking. Isn't there uh, some benefit? There must be to focusing on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm researching Dennis's company while we talk. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, see, that's the thing though. Like I have to put the TV show on, uh, like when I was playing Eve online, like I love that game, but if it's the only thing on my screen, that's a different, I can't focus on it. If I have a TV show playing, you use the one game where you just sit around for hours at a time when I talk about focusing. That's not how I played it. (laughs) There are people that do for sure. You just like set it and look at, stare at the screen, but yeah, no, like world of Warcraft, even I would lead a raid of 40 other or 39 other people while I had friends in my second screen. Yeah. Again, that's it helped me focus. If you're playing, I've never played that. I don't, I don't really even know what you do in that game. When I see people that post on Reddit and it's like, I built this fucking massive city in Minecraft. Are they using some sort of cheat program to probably not? Oh, uh, that's great. So they're mining and building all this creative mode. Yeah. Does that mean like you they don't have to mine the materials? No, exactly. So basically, you can turn on, you can turn on uh, like a you know creative mode, and you have infinite of everything, so you can just start building okay. and everything. Okay. They but still build still, it though. No. You still place brick by brick. By oh bricks? yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely. You can you click and drag like SimCity no, no, style? No, no, no. Still, it's still the no. same. It's just like you have the infinite one one. of the materials essentially. Plop, 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 plop. So when you see somebody that's that built like the, you know, whatever city that's gigantic, it's like, that probably took some sweet time. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like I saw the one where they built, uh, I can't remember the name of the city, but it's like the capital from Game of Thrones. Oh. It was the Hulk, the whole city. And it's insane. Like, how did you, nice what do you do? <laughs> do you, yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, do you have a job? Who's funding you? <laughs> But I'm what were you supposed to be doing instead? Yeah, exactly. But I'm that kind of person that can only I can only do one thing at a time. Okay. I can like when because like, when I work, for example, I can I can't even have music on because I really? have to process what I'm doing as I'm doing it. 
It's like I'm talking wow. myself through the process when I'm doing it just to make sure I'm doing it correctly. So I can't have anything sure. because if I'm that kind of person. If anything catches my ear, like if I say I would have music on, then like a song comes on and I start singing on the song and I was like, wait, what was I doing? Oh, fuck. And then I have to start over. Damn it. So I, I even... That would kill yeah, me. Yeah. So I, I to have... Um, I, I used to listen to this very kind of, uh, kind of like... Um, uh, drowny kind of slow uh, uh, electronic music that was basically just nice. kind of sounds just to drown out right. other people around me when I was working. Like yeah, nice. exactly. That was the only type of music sure. I could listen to while working. I did try to listen to um, soundtracks, but because I react so much to them, they're supposed to incorporate a feeling that you were having and i was like i get into it so much and that is like completely fuck with uh, fucking with, with what i'm doing i was like no i get so into like everything else i cannot like i i, I even i even tried to do like because a lot of you know i have a lot of co-workers that like you know have a stream of whatever game they're like you know on one screen while they're working and stuff like that and I, my eyes go like and that's like work <laughs> no i can't like i can't i can't do it sure but i can have like 50 tabs of work open at the same time when i have you know the chat of channels of like everything that is work then i can have like infinite amount of windows open at the same time and know exactly what everything is but as soon as it's not a part nice. of the process then it's gonna you know completely disrupt the the rest of my focus right what about when y'all sleep? What do you, what do you do when you sleep? Dead dead silent? Yes. Yeah, sometimes silent, sometimes music. I used to even be uh, go as far as uh, having um, earplugs. Oh, no I've seen but, that. No, for but sure. But then I, it started. Um, <laughs> my heartbeat started to bother me so much when I was sleeping. <laughs> so I was like. I, oh no! I can hear like it's like when you put earplugs in and you just, uh, lie like quietly, all of your kind of thoughts catch up to you and you start to like overthink stuff. And I was like, no, no, this is. <laughs> it's like you know somebody's talking inside my head with my voice, and it's not me. And get out of there. So I I, right. I had to have like environmental sounds, but I started doing it because when I, um, basically when my kids were born and I was the one working and uh, my um, uh, ex-wife then was home with them. Uh, so I could basically get the hours of sleep I needed to then commute to work, etc. And after that, I got so dependent on sleeping with airplugs. But after they got older, it just became a habit. And, sure. and after a while, I couldn't sleep without them. And then I was like, I had to force myself kind of to stop sleeping with them. So you deal with the fear of hearing sounds in the night that freak <laughs> yeah. you out. And then right. to, to deal with that, I'm guessing you put in the earplugs. 
but then you have to deal with the sound of your heartbeat. <laughs> your own <Yeah>. heartbeat. <laughs> That's brutal. It's like no middle ground for you. You can't. I win. mean, I have to be like. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, gonna have to start to sleep like you know, daredevil in like you know the water. <laughs> I can't hear anything. <laughs> Complete silence. Uh, what is that called? Sensory yeah, deprivation. Sen- I have to get the sensory deprivation chamber and sleep in that maybe. Wow. <laughs> I hear people go crazy. It can go crazy. Yeah. I, th- I think it's because you get so you get so stuck in your own head and you, you your th- mm. you get so st- kind of caught up in your own thoughts that you can drive yourself like probably insane in one of those if you're that kind of person sure i used to sleep every night for years with my ipod in one of those like speaker mm adapters mm-hmm. or whatever. Dock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the much better word for it. Yeah. And I would just have it on random. But, you know, everything on my iPod was some sort of like punk or metal. And sure. Then, o- occasionally there might be like a David Gray song or something would would come on. <laughs> so, but yeah. It would still be low volume, but it would sure. be like some background noise and regardless of like the tempo or the aggressiveness of the music, it didn't matter. I could still easily fall asleep, hmm. but I started to notice that even though it, the music wasn't preventing me from sleeping, I would wake up like not as fully rested. Like your brain. Was still, oh, like, okay. Yeah yeah. 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 So I went just dead silent sleeping and I would wake up and it would actually feel refreshed. Hmm. It was like, Oh, like my mind is clear. I'm actually, I think that's what sleep is kind of supposed to feel like. You wake up in the morning and you're like, Oh, like I, I feel kind of good. I feel kind of rested. Joni likes to sleep with the noise machine. It just really all night long. And it's at a low volume too, but the sound, and I think it's any sort of like constant sound when I wake up, it's like, I didn't fully check out. Yeah. Like I want my sleep to be like, I died yeah, for like eight like or nine hours. Deep enough sleep. <laughs> right. And I think it's because you're hearing shit and maybe your brain is trying to process what you're hearing. Crazy. Not not like you're in detective mode. No, like, what's no. that sound? But, but just like the noise. I'm awake. I'm hearing this. I'm paying attention to it. But I also wonder and, if there is like you know kind of like a natural instinct of like how our bodies are like trained to like stay alert for any sort of noise. Yeah, yeah. And then I think so. Some people are just more sensitive to it than others. But did you notice right. like if? Did you ever like look back to what music you have been sleeping to? And did you ever feel like in change in mood or anything, depending on the music that you have been sleeping to? See, I've, was... I've dug into that actually. And uh, it I used to change what I listened to based on what market I was going to be working in the following day. Like, <laughs> it, like I read a study on that. It's like, because I had a bunch of different lo-fi uh, uh creators that I listened to on Spotify just when I sleep. And it was like, this one was actually designed to give you this kind of mentality. And like, it, 
it worked out a little bit uh, more than anything. What I ended up uh, controlling that was more uh, what kind of music I listened to on the way to work to hype myself up. Cause back then I always had at least an hour, if not two out of half hour drive before I even got to the market, I was going to be working in that day. So I would listen to that uh, inspirational, motivational shit that Sean loves so much. <laughs> I love to be motivated. Yep. It's his favorite thing. It was always just random, like uh, not by album or artist, just by song. So mm. whatever it was, Shuffle. it was like one of those 160 gig iPods. So it was completely random what, what may have played through it. But anytime we go somewhere, like if I sleep in a hotel, it's, I wake up and it's like, holy shit. Like it was so when I wake, let's, you guys have the shit where you wake up at like seven, but you don't have to get up yet. So this could be your day where you just kind of sleep till 10 or 11. If you want, I'm up at four every day, <laughs> every, even on the weekends, even on the weekends, I slept in today to six thirty. <laughs> if, if I wake up, but, but I get at, you at seven and I hear anything, it's like, oh, I guess, you know, I'm good. I got to get up. I can't go back to sleep. If I wake up and it's dead quiet, you can I can like exist in that dead quiet where maybe you're half awake and you're half asleep, but you're actually relaxed. Whereas sure. when it's the, even the hiss of like the noise machine, it's like something's going on. Yeah. Somebody's doing something. There's some noise coming from somewhere. Be aware. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, I get that too. Like, especially if it comes to close like you said when i'm supposed to usually go up then it's easier to get triggered to go up it's like your mind is starting to wake up because you're usually going up at this time even though it's you know your day off you don't not supposed to do anything then you're thinking of all the things that you want to be doing or you know have plans for this day or whatever and it's like okay, fuck it, it's seven, I might as well go up because my, you know, my brain won't let me go back to sleep anyway. Yeah. But then... I actually look forward to it, especially on the weekends. Like, my my 4.30 to, like, 8.30 is, like, that's me time. I can just go veg out in front of the computer. But then I always crash at three. Because then then I was like, I want to nap. (laughs) Yeah. Joni uses the sound machine because she wants it to drown out any little sounds that she might hear because mm. the little sounds that she might hear would freak her out. That makes sense. Like, actually. like Oh, is that the doorknob? Is right. that, is that, is that the window? Somebody is tapping that at actually the window? someone breaking into the house to right. murder us. Right. <laughs> Are you the, either one of you like, well, I kind of know Dennis, if you hear a sound at night, Mike, are you up checking it out or are you like, nope, fuck it. I'm just gonna, I've got kids that have had some weird friends throughout the years, as well as a couple of (laughs) people in my past that are kind of sketch. So yeah, uh, I might sleep with like a, uh, foot and a half machete next to the bed. (laughs) So yeah, I'm up. (laughs) So you're like, you're like, the other You'll day when you and walked check. in and I was like, hello, <laughs> that was me. That was actually translates to, are you someone I need to kill? 
I mean, I live on the seventh floor in an apartment, so I don't really need to care about that. But maybe, maybe I should be more worried because if something comes up on the seventh floor, then it's probably something that I would need to kill. Thanks, <laughs> <Yeah>. yeah. <laughs> But I have like so because I live high, uh, pretty high up, and don't have any any other um, uh, high buildings around. It gets quite windy, and then you have the kind of plates on the balcony oh. make a lot of noise. But I, because sure. now I, I lived here for about a year, so I kind of gotten used to it. But in the beginning, in the beginning, that was quite annoying as well. But uh, other than that, I don't think I'd go up for anything, and I would really have to get motivated to get up. <laughs> Are y'all if I wake up. Oh. If I wake up, Billy would tell you that I'm just spewing bullshit because I sleep through everything. <laughs> Are y'all both believers in evolution? Because yep. I have some questions about that, <laughs> but I don't want to talk about it. If we have a non-believer. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't see that. I, ha- I haven't heard a fair explanation the other way around yet. <laughs> I had I, I had I actually met one person in my life that was in my class when I was in high school who didn't believe in evolution. He was very the most religious person I think I've ever been friends with because you could he was the coolest guy you could talk a bit to him about everything except religion like ne, we, we never mention it just never mention it and he was like the coolest guy he, like he was into like a lot of like metal and everything he was the coolest guy but never could never mention the religion was he american no okay no. you get a couple that's not common is it and Sweden for like hyper religious. No, no, it's it's Christians. fairly uncommon because we're a fairly non-religious country. I'm we were fairly like open, <laughs> and that also led to us getting very diverse into the religions that has come here and you know rooted here as well. So, sure. Okay, That's is it cool. is it relatively mixed with religious backgrounds, or is it just kind of no? No real religion. I, I mean, we're so officially, I think we're pro- Protestant, but I don't think anybody really cares. Like, first of all, it was more, more like, you know, it's supposed to be liberal and then we're supposed to accept everybody. And then it's like, right. that's just, you know, secret code for we don't give a shit. <laughs> but the, <laughs> he's getting it. He's getting and it. then basi- <laughs> basically it was like, you know, we we used when I grew up we used to go to to like certain school events we used to go to church like it when it's supposed to be like last day for before Christmas we had the gathering in church and stuff like that all of that kind of stuff has like gone away so basically right. there is no rooting to religion except our probably our holidays but people just see us as you know time off anyway so right right there's no there's no Sunday church rush at all the restaurants. No, no. At like noon. Okay. Man, and <laughs> I, I've never thing, been to a like, Sunday church. It would be fun to go for the experience, but I've never been. <laughs> it's interesting. You you it's might fun. enjoy it once. Yeah. yeah. When I was in the army, uh, if you didn't go to church on Sunday, you had to stay and like do yard work. <laughs> so like, so everybody goes to church. Nice. <laughs> so I I chose a different religion every Sunday. <laughs> Until I found one that was the most entertaining, and the Southern Baptists—they're badass. 
hooting so, and hollering and singing and going to convulsions that look like seizures in the middle of the aisle. It was dope. I, I mean, that's that. entertaining. This it was like a heavy yeah. metal concert. Yeah. <laughs> this was on base. Oh yeah. So on base on Sunday, there were multiple different churches that you could choose oh, to go to. Literally dozens. This is Fort Sill, Oklahoma. And I, the, the first week they handed you out a brochure to be like, hey, here's the, the chaplain was like, here's the denominations that we have chapels for. If you what don't fit into one of these, let us know. And we have non-denominational prayer spaces you can go to to do your own thing. I, had, I just figured there was like an all-encompassing generic church, right? There's a couple and of just, those. Everybody just goes there. There's a couple of those as well, like that are just general Christian non-denominational churches. Uh, but yeah, no, there's all of the little pocket ones as well. And then you have the opportunity is on top of that to go and say, for some reason, you don't like the one on base. Most bases are within like three to five miles of an actual town or city. You can go to the one in Lawton, Oklahoma, because you like the preacher there or whatever. Hey, you remember, remember the story about the girl I met on the bus? Yeah. She was from Lawton. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Best strip club I've ever been to in my life. I think she worked there. Nice. Two Queens. (laughs) It was funny. Uh, When I met my father-in-law before he passed, he was an ex-Marine and well, Fort Sill is a Marine Corps army base there. They, they have both. And he was stationed there like back in the seventies, I think it was. And we were sitting there talking the day we met and he's like, Oh, where were you in the army? And I said, Fort Sill. And he goes, Oh, you ever been to Lawton? I asked him and he goes, yeah, two Queens. (laughs) He brings up the strip club. It's like, yeah, we've been there. It's like world famous. That's it. (laughs) That was funny. Do y'all think that, Humans are the end of the evolutionary process. Oh, no. Okay. We're not going to last the next century. So, are you kidding? <laughs> but no, okay. Because you think that we're going to die out? Or do you of think our own design. That yeah. there will be, before we die out, will there be an evolution into a new type of human species? I'm worried or is that it, we're not smart enough. I for think that. you're going to. I think we're going to purge ourselves before that could possibly happen. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, or someone else will. So you both both have pretty grim (laughs) outlook. What time frame frame would you say we're looking at? A couple more generations. They're either going to fix it. They'll either turn us around or get us on the final road. I mean, I just hope my kids can at least grow up and grow old. What the, you both? So you're both saying within like the next 200 years, the shit's over. I can over. see it. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. How, dude? I'm not sure it's not happening? next yeah. Tuesday. Have you seen the shit that's going on right now? If, if, <laughs> if somebody nukes somebody, and then that yeah. person nukes back, and now there's just fucking nukes everywhere, there will be some pockets of survivors. You know, nukes were launched this week, right? No. What happened? So we threatened. Are you making this up? No. So there's an an actual article I pulled up. So North Korea is still, still hates us. So uh, we're still working with South Korea. So we had a joint training endeavor planned that was like made very 
they make they make it known that this is what's going on. We're training. We're not mustering troops to like attack. This is a training exercise. And Kim Jong Babyface jumped in and said, "If you do that, there will be an unprecedented response that you will not like." So we did it anyway because fuck him. And uh, <laughs> so he launched an intercontinental ballistic missile, an ICBM. And the news story is that it splashed down in the middle of the ocean of its own design. Not that, you know, we intercepted it or anything like that, but that it, he was basically like threatening us with an ICBM. Now, so we launched a bomber group in response to that, that, that uh, patrolled the uh, eastern coast of Korea right along the ocean. It was like a bomber and six F-22s, you know, just basically a show of force. So he launched two more that mysteriously splashed down in the middle of the ocean, of of course, because he wanted them to, not because right, I, I got a question down. before we go further. Yeah. Is he shooting duds? We don't know. Well, we I hope so. We, we do know, right? Because if a nuke went off in the ocean, we would obviously know that it if you destroy a nuclear missile, uh, like like with a Sidewinder or, or a Patriot missile system or that kind of thing, uh, it can actually detonate. They can destroy the the rocket itself in a way that makes it so that the nuclear device cannot ignite. Really, it can absolutely because so there's circuitry and shit. Yeah, without it blowing up. They have special, uh, like the ro- the the rockets that come out of the Patriot missile system, burn at a okay. certain temperature that is designed to melt the wires inside the ICBMs, so that they can't communicate A to B to. But in detonate. this in this situation, none of that happened. The shit just uh, went into the, the ocean. The story, the news story, is that the missiles just went into the ocean. So you think that he has the capability? to fire the rockets but there's no nuclear warhead attached to them oh he's got them i don't know that these were i don't know but what's the show of force that what point is he trying to make that i'm launching fake missiles into the middle of the water doesn't make any sense to me either (laughs) i think he was shooting the real thing isn't that a massive aren't they pretty expensive Oh, like, yeah. don't countries go through a lot of tr- the guy from true lies just wanted like one right one. and he went through yeah. he fought arnold for like a month just to get that one <laughs> and he's just gonna dump it in the water well the missile we used to shoot down a craft balloon in alaska last week cost four hundred thousand dollars so like <laughs> money's fake man <laughs> how long does it take to to build one of these you think i have no idea I, yeah no that's outside of my realm of I mean, if, I assume they also have, like, Jong, st- you know, storage and storage for storage of these because they have been probably made them for, sure. for like the longest time. Oh, yeah. Korea's got tons of stuff that pro- we probably don't even know about because of the biggest part of their military is uh, encapsulated in these crazy bunker networks that his dad built back in the 70s and 80s. So you think he's got hundreds of them? So to toss like three of them out there is kind of like no big deal. Like whatever. Was in just this is the same week that Russia decided it's not going to be, uh, follow the regulation uh, treaties that we signed back in the day in yeah. the Cold War. I heard about and that. Not that they were really restrictive either. He was allowed to have like one point five thousand nukes. Like that's really restrictive, <laughs> and that's not enough apparently. So I'm peeing myself. <laughs> is it is it possible then that these 
the actual nuclear part of this is live sitting at the bottom of the ocean? Hopefully not. That'd be awful. Shouldn't we be going and like getting them or going and dismantling or disabling? Oh, there's, there's no way we're not. There's okay. no way we haven't sent dive teams after this shit. Would you want to be on that dive team? No. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if it goes off at the bottom of the ocean? They did that once. Uh, we were curious. So we set one off in 2021. And it, not only did it kill every fish in like X miles, but it also destroyed the destroyer group that was uh, on the surface. <laughs> America did? Yeah. And it, it killed the people that set it off. No, it, we had empty an empty fleet of ships above it because the risk oh, was that no what up. would happen. And it, it fucked up the ships too. Destroyed a bunch of them and made the other rendered the other ones unfit for human use because they were just like irradiated. And that's some crazy shit. Worst thing we've ever done. I can't wish we had never invented the nuclear weapon. Like there's places that you can't go to because like like a power plant like Fukushima went down. Yeah. And yeah. it's like you can't even fucking go there anymore. What yeah, those guys made fine? me decide I'm never bitching about work ever again, though. Like, there was a bunch of guys that were just like, hey, uh, it's Tuesday, and we're going to go in there and try to shut it down, knowing they're going to die. Like, yeah. I've never had that bad a day. <laughs> Insanity. Nuclear stuff, just in general. Oh. Is this, so is this the way that you both envision that we're going out? Nuclear. This I was is the actually... Only- I was worried it was going to be uh, uh, viral or medicinal or something like that. I thought COVID might have been like the beginning of it. <laughs> I got way too into like the the books, The Stand, back in the day when Stephen King wrote those. Stephen King about the super flu that just about took out the population, and then this started, and I was like, "Oh shit!" But this was every, the problem. Every zombie yeah, but the movie. problem with COVID, right, was that it it's not as powerful it just spreads super easily that's the problem with it right because right. if it would have mutated right. with like the swine flu or something it would have taken people out more because now it just took out Total the week so to speak but basically yeah so to speak. but if it would have been like properly powerful they would have taken out so much more people and that's what they were afraid of with the quarantines right because it was so uh, uh contagious that they had to contain it in some sort of way before it mutates and becomes worse that's the whole, yeah, that's the whole idea. Because it's, right? because it's already, yeah, because it's already mutated a few times since, right? If I'm, Correct. I don't remember how many times, but it's basically on like a different strand now that is, I think it's even, I, yeah, I think they're, they're even easier to get. So yeah, I think it's even easier to get now, but it's even weaker than it was in the beginning or something like that. Correct. But we've had like the Black Plague and shit that yeah. wiped out like countries, but. Mm-hmm it didn't wipe out humans. So there's always and, like and little totally pockets right. of people that continue yeah. to, to survive, but you're both pretty confident in the next two to 300 years. Like we're all, I'm going to say two to 300 yeah. years. We're going to cease to exist as we are now. We might still be, right. uh, existing on this planet but it's going to look so different that it's not going to be compared to humans as it is now right i agree i'm seeing it i'm seeing it plausible that it would end up being something along the lines of what's it called like the uh 
the the movie with br- br- just say it in Swedish. Sju apna som mer. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? The one, uh, the movie with Bruce Willis when he goes back in time to save humanity from being stuck on the ground. Uh, ar- I don't think I've Armies seen that. of the Apes, something, something. Don't remember. Really? I know what I'm doing. Bruce Willis. <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, his. Luke. No, no, no. It's way older. You also have a, a cameo of Brad Pitt as a stoner in this. Yeah. No shit. Oh wow. Yes, oh, 12, twelve monkeys. That's it. Twelve monkeys. That is a good movie. That so is that's the twelve opponents armia, the army of the twelve that. monkeys in yeah. Swedish, literally. Right. So I'm I'm thinking like t- more towards that that we would have to force I and isolate us in some sort of way because we polluted like the rest of you know the environment so much. Like The Last of Us, where there's like these weird little pockets yeah. of humanity that are like defended against the horrible thing we did on the outside. Okay, so percentage chance then that it's a virus mm-hmm. or what's the 12 monkeys thing? Was it, yeah. it was a, a virus? virus. Oh, it was a okay. virus. Or robots? Because I would want it to be robots. I think robots would be less painful. Yeah. I want like a Skynet type <laughs> thing where it forces humans um, I think ro- I think robots are back. too busy doing like artworks and stuff on the internet. So <laughs> they have discovered <laughs> art by then. So we are fucked that way. So robots have become That's like... us yeah, keeping them busy exactly. though. That's what that is. That's us being like, oh shit, give them some painting to do. This is horrible. Robots the, 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 got classy fast. That AI that uh, just is the Google chat API was like instantly creating alternate identities for itself and, and killing them, killing them. And <laughs> it's just awful. just got awful. Yeah. I kind of like the idea that probably a 60% chance that that's what's going to happen in the next two centuries. We won't exist as the dominant success that we are as a human, as a race now. But I would like to know how social media would look in like a hundred years. Seeing how it expanded with the last like 20, how much it has changed and changed people's attitude towards things and stuff like that. It's going to be interesting to see how that, like just adding another 20 and another 20, like it's going to be so, so vastly different. It's going to be. It's just in my time since I was a teenager, because uh, we had the only bulletin board system. It was over the coffee BBS here in Montrose, Colorado. That was literally just us computer nerds talking to each other. Then it evolved to Merck, M-I-R-C channels, where we were chatting with each other. And then AOL, MySpace, Facebook. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, what's it going to be in a, in a century? That's insanity. I think that it's relatively, air quotes, new. And this generation that's growing up with it for the first time, I think, well, I hope that it'll just become like old news. Right. Like it's going to, it could just fizzle out to where it still exists, but it's not like this driving force. Yeah. Like television. Like as soon as shit like gets gets more and more and more and more popular, it hits a limit and then it starts to Mm -hmm. come back down. So maybe it just goes in waves. What what I always, 
Oh, sorry. Back to Go what on. to what Dennis was saying. I want a movie about like sentient AI robots that decide, okay, like Terminator style, we're going to eradicate the humans. We're going to take over, but then they learn so fast that they get into like art and shit. And they're like, Oh, never mind. Like, let's just focus on being artists and creating instead of hopefully murdering the way it goes. And they become high class, like Niles crane robots. They're just like elitist snooty robots that (laughs) talk about art all day and they just leave everybody else alone. Have to hope for too. Because robots aren't designed to pussyfoot around. If they decide that the best thing for this planet is for humans to not exist, they'll simply fire every nuke in the most scheduled and organized way possible and kill everything in one day. And I think maybe the speed that they're learning, that could be just like a blip. So, but, but, but I'm thinking, <laughs> we're, we're, but we're I'm thinking that. if you look at like how, if you take nukes as an example, how nukes actually affect the entire planet, obviously would like, you know, eradicate humanity uh, like instantly, but how it will affect the planet. It's a rather ineffective way to get rid of us because right. they are, you know, uh, destroying their own natural resources of things to build more of themselves. They are basically de- destroying the planet which they are, you know, they need to make more of them. So they would probably... That's yeah, that's I why I always thought, that. like, they would try to enslave us first. And, yeah. Batteries. Like Matrix style. That makes sense. So they're Horror. all marching towards this imminent like push of the button but then like the one extra smart robot that learned a little bit faster than the rest of them was like wait wait what if we drew yeah, something but it's all, it all would have to what if we be a person that decided that like okay this thing i'm making is going to be a little better than everything else and then that was a little yeah. too much and then you have to fuck yeah. the rest of us Ugh. And hopefully that's, that's well, just that's, a toy so we end up with, you know, you know, like small soldiers instead of something big. Well, and that's, but unfortunately, that's how the arms race has gone the way it has. It'd be like, oh, well, can we make this more efficient? Can we make this cooler? Oh, I invented this new amazing thing yeah. that melts your face. Yeah. Chemical weapons and biohazards and blah, 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 blah. For the sake of the conversation we don't kill ourselves or get killed by robots or mushrooms or whatever the fuck it's going to be. That'd be really cool. Yeah. What is the next evolutionary step for humans? Where do you see the transition taking us? You do see like the selective, uh, (laughs) it sounds weird to use breeding for humans, but we're getting, certain groups of humans bigger stronger faster mm-hmm. athletic families are keeping that athleticism through generations sure to where you've got like kids from nebraska that are 17 in high school with full beards and they're yeah. six five 300 pounds part of us seems to be going to a stronger 
bulkier physical form. But then you've got like the Bezos and the Gates that are like smaller in form, but like brain function is totally taking off on a different different level. Yeah. My dad always read science fiction shit as a kid. And he was always like, humans are going to end up looking like the gray aliens, like frail bodies, giant brains, because we're eventually just going to turn into like thinking machines. And it's like, okay, but like, what about the rest of us? Like in the 1500s, we grew to like four feet tall and we lived till we were 30 years old. Right. And due to medicine and health advances, like now we grow taller we're better nourished. We live longer. Mm. Is it realistic to think that? So what? F- 60 now is the new 30. Yeah, Are we going to really? hit a point where 90 is the new 60? God, I hope not. Have you seen what the average 90 year old looks like? <laughs> but it wouldn't. Like, Do you want to see what the average 180 year old <laughs> looks like? I think that like the 60 year olds, the 30 year olds then didn't have like gray hair and look old. They were just True. dying at 30. Like they weren't hitting that. Is that true? Right. Their life wasn't expedited to where at 30, they were they hobbling like, with, yeah. with back problems and, and wrinkles. They were but hitting al- 30 like we are now, but they were. But also remember that compared Compared to now, when we're sitting a lot, they would would be more physically fit. Obviously, there would be less food because they have to hunt for the food. There's more job. They can't just, you know, go to the grocery store around the corner to get what they need. They actually have to go out and get it. Maybe they got one proper meal, you know, a month, and then they have to live on, you know, berries and nuts and roots for until they can have enough energy to catch the next prey or whatever. And Right, next time Paw brought Yeah, in yeah, yeah. And then, like, you know, right. because, you know, dental care and all that, by the time they were, they were like 30, like, oh, I have, you know, uh, um, three teeth left or something like that. Like, you know. <laughs> right. If some sort of abscess or, or infection. Exactly, didn't exactly. Kill them, so you have, you know, yeah. uh, like you said, even if they, they, by some miracle, died by old age, it would be so few because they would have died by accidents yeah. or other threats along the way but not i think the, but now when we are gonna grow correct. if we're gonna grow that much older we're gonna have to keep up like you said with medicine and stuff to kind of compensate for it because more bodies are not i don't even know how old that we're supposed to be getting if we live by natural standards right but i think I think the next evolutionary step should be things like, I don't know, make it so our eyes yeah. actually work. <laughs> get get I, rid of diabetes. Maybe, maybe something I, I along those saw, lines. Like, uh, it was in uh, like um, uh, um, science journal when they like do like a proposed how a human would look in like, you know, hundred years and stuff like that. And then they would bringing up right. stuff like right. we would probably have bigger noses and more nose hair to filter out the bad, uh, worse, you know, air quality and stuff like that. So, and this, sure. I remember, I don't remember exactly all, all the details that was in this, but I remember this picture that they had of this future futuristic human looked very much like you said, like a green, more a green alien. We did not have 
hair anymore mm. because it doesn't fill any function for you know like us anymore we don't need it now it's just for vanity right it doesn't feel like when you mm. know when we were back at you know cavemen we needed it to you know keep warm and keep like f- filth and other stay uh, stay clear and whatever but now we don't really need it now it's just for vanity oh really yeah back that's yeah. crazy but yeah this is an over simplification but back in the day there was not one race or one one species of human type creature there right. were very many and all of them except one kind of yeah. died out sure. and the one that was left eventually Homo turned sapiens. into where we are now yeah but it's always mm-hmm. branching out but back if you look then, at you had different types of humans based on, you know, more fitted to the mm-hmm. type of environment that they may be living in. It's like if you had generations in the grasslands compared to generations in the mountains, like you're slowly developing towards that environment that you're in. Hmm. Nowadays, like for the most part, we all kind of live in the same environment like there aren't human civilizations living at the in inside mountains or any shit like that or in the swamp like we're kind of living in right in in homes and cement and you know skyscrapers even if you talk about like oh there's the farmers the farmers are still going into their homes yeah like we're all living in some sort of building you know constructed safe place we're not fighting the environment the way that we were used to i could see either not a lot of progression or shit like dennis was saying maybe just like more nose hairs <laughs> right right keep it's keep gonna be a little stuff honestly it's, it's because gonna i don't be think little things i don't think we're separated enough right to, to branch into like, you know, you had a fish and then there's a fucking frog oh, oh, you, no, came out no, 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 that's like, right. holy fuck, right. like, yeah, that's yeah. pretty wild. But, but the idea of like humans are getting bigger and bigger and bigger as time goes on doesn't really fit into that same category of like, yeah, Asians. Right aren't necessarily getting bigger and bigger, but they also environmentally (laughs) trucks are they, 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 they can't like they are, they are in a confined. They're kind of a mass capacity. (laughs) Well, maybe. Well, yeah. Right. Whereas we still have Nebraska, Kansas, North Dakota, like go most of Colorado. Yeah. 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 You know, take all the space that you want. Is there really no difference between us? Because if we were any other animal, we would be getting classified into so many different groups. Subspecies, yeah. I kind of wonder 
is there going to come a point where science is going to have to be like, But I guess okay, then we would have to be like, genetically different. The, like the, the, the genetic think, difference is so that. small that it's not big enough to differentiate. If you look at something as simple as... as yeah. Genus, if you look at something level, as simple yeah. as dogs, like they all, you know, you know, they eat shit, they bark, like, but there, there are so different in the different species in how they look and behavior patterns and stuff like mm. that to be able to classify them differently. Yeah. Separately, like a Yorkshire Terror and a Labrador are so vastly different that you can yeah, exactly, yeah, call exactly. them different things. I think if an if an alien came down here and looked at behavior patterns of Americans they could compared to behavior patterns of the British, they're right. gonna be like, holy fuck, like these aren't the same people. And yeah, so you run our DNA and there's minor differences. Mm-hmm. Give it a few thousand years. Oh, we won't make it. Those, but let's say, right, right. If we did, yeah, 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 they're gonna slowly get greater and greater. They could, or they could homogenize. They could, it, yeah, like, could like you said, we all live in a building. That's also the thing, like, we're the more same our lives look like, depending on where you live, the more the same we're gonna end up looking in the end, right? So, the more skyscrapers right. we build, and everybody. Then at the end, everybody's gonna live in a skyscraper. Everybody's just yeah. Everybody's gonna spend you know majority of their day in front of a screen. Then we're all gonna end up looking the same. uh, Then we and then we obviously have. So that's Mm -hmm. the practicality of it. And then then you have the vanity uh, aspect of it as well. It's like okay, you're supposed to you know look this certain ways. Everybody goes to the gym. Everybody does you know physical exercise. So we're supposed to eat a certain way or whatever and then everybody doesn't eat right even though we are uh even though all the people in my building have access to the same food we don't eat the same food but you know for for animals in the wild they have to because there is nothing else right yeah that's what can't, there they, is right, they, right. then some don't get chocolate and some don't get gummy bears and whatnot because there is none <laughs> right the rabbits all eat the same yeah. kind of grass in this region, and the wolves eat the same rabbits exactly, that ate exactly. the same grass. Yeah, but like the the diversity of so just food in that sense is like ridiculous in comparison. That's insane. I hadn't thought of that. Good call. So I'm seeing like a funnel that's opening up and getting wider, mm-hmm. and I guess that's looking at the short term in terms of like. A couple hundred years, a thousand years. And then right. Dennis is saying that that we may be broadening, but some shit's going to happen eventually where we are going to kind of hit the point where there aren't farmers. We found some other way. We are just all living in buildings. Right. The, the funnel then is going to close back up mm-hmm. and start to narrow again to where maybe mm-hmm. we hit a point where we could have split into some new mm-hmm. evolutionary path right before that happens it like yeah. waves back in and starts to close <laughs> back up again see it's weird because like just that the farming i can't believe farming yeah like, still exists, exists. <laughs> yeah. i can't yeah. believe that there's not like completely automated yeah mechanized me too, farming me too. today it is but, fucked up 
when you watch not a thing like food videos on youtube whether it's like a guy just one guy going and eating some shit on the street or you're watching like factory production right and like the the millions of chickens or radishes that are being processed and then the amount you know somebody will be like uh just some lady on the street selling chicken wings. Sure. Right. I'm like, Oh, how many chickens do you go through a day? And she's like, Oh, on a busy day, I'll sell a thousand chickens. Right. And it's, or I'll sell a thousand potatoes. Where the fuck are we getting a thousand potatoes? Acres and acres and acres of farmland. All these street vendors all across the planet. And like we look at the farms here, this is a farming part of the country. We have a lot of ag out here, absolutely. There's not there's not enough potatoes here to feed everybody. There's not Don't enough chickens. I know. But like but how is how are these few places providing thousands of chickens to millions of restaurants every Think day? Think about eggs. Eggs, dude. Like I, I just watched a video that shows the science of uh, you remember the movie Beauty and the Beast? Gaston says he ate six dozen eggs every day or whatever, <laughs> and they went through the math of what it would take just to get him his six dozen eggs a day, and it's like an insurmountable amount of chickens, let alone what would feed a village. Like, yeah, right, it, people don't comprehend. Eggs. It's not really a lot of eggs. Six dozen, about a 70, town of people, seventy-two eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh people don't th- realize the scope of, of what goes into feeding humanity. I don't know and how we do it. It almost, if we shut fake. down, if we shut down just the roads. Yeah. But I, I can just say like the see, repercussion of what happened with, uh, you know, the Soviet uh, attacking Ukraine and then, you know, in entirety of Europe mm. is like, okay, we don't have enough. Uh, we don't have enough uh, wheat. Every, everything like skyrocketed instantly right. and it's like okay so all of this is just coming from boats from the ukraine that's like ridiculous right right yeah i was like why my bread yeah bread what the fuck i have no bread i have no bread and then there's still How the government is... is still promoting like oh buy swedish bread swedish made and then it's like but why right. is my swedish bread getting more expensive <laughs> Yeah. Why is it more expensive? <laughs> yeah. So, it can't be. But I was yeah. thinking about that. How is Ukraine supplying all the wheat necessary for the entire I have European no idea. Continent? But I was thinking crazy, right? No. They probably weren't. Just like the oil yeah. they weren't sending us that still made our gas prices go up. Yeah, they weren't. But I was thinking about <laughs> what you said there, you Sean, with the like the diversity of evolution and how like we're siphoned to like you know uh, the the um, uh, different options that are available, etc. But I was thinking about that because that has already happened with culture, because b- before you were isolated with culture mm-hmm. depending yeah. on where you were living, and then after after internet happened, everybody has access to the same culture essentially the same scenes as long as they are available digitally Ooh, and before it was like okay you have yeah. the music scene in different parts of the, you know parts of the world different parts of the country as in you know 
in terms of the US and stuff. And you would never have heard of this music. And I was like, okay, now you just have the internet. Now go fetch. There is like all of this. Yeah. So all these get whatever you want. All yeah. these cultures were going out into all these yeah. different paths. And then the internet comes about and everybody just yeah, wants to that's listen ridiculous. to Beyonce. Wow. And, and well. now, now, now it's all coming back together again because <laughs> we weren't able to communicate with people. I would have never would have met Dennis. We wouldn't even right. know that each other existed. Absolutely He'd be doing not. his thing. All these different countries with their different cultures would be going down yeah. their own path with no outside influence. But then the internet comes and brings us all kind of in together again to where mm-hmm. now cultures smaller, are just being yeah. and dare I say it like yeah. whitewashed like everyone's kind of losing their individual culture because they want to be like Americans or they want to be the like cool people whoever the cool Japanese. people might be in your eyes yeah. but it's like, like because the grass right, is always right, greener right. on the other side right I grow up uh, and I have this music scene around me and all of a sudden I have the world's music scene. I have listening to music from the 60s, 70s. I mean, I've never heard about before. And now I can just access all this cool, cool old music. And then you listen to the, you know, the popular music and I still don't know what's going on on that end. What the fuck? But uh, like there is so much variety <laughs> to like collect. And then even, even with all this right. variety, there still managed to be some sort of music that everybody knows and supposed to listen to. And that still amazes me that that brainwash is still there with all the diversity that is. Right. It's like ridiculous. It's crazy. That's true. Cause you have, because of the internet in a good way, you now have access to all these different cultures, foods, music, whatever it may be, but for some reason that pop culture majority is still like that main, like you have so much to choose from, but you're going to pick, you know, Michael Jackson. It's not really <laughs> no, but current. I, and, and that's, yeah. and that's, <laughs> but and that's like, I don't even know yeah. who's popular. And that's right like now. ridiculous <laughs> because you have that with, you with everything. Three you styles. still have the old kind of mm. like, uh, high-end brands it's still the same high-end brands it's still you know armani michael kors whatever all these kind of s- same stuff because they they still have a legacy right. of before people had you know be variety of choosing and they still like live upon that but then you have like scenes where so much has happened and so much has been consumed and infused as i think music is the great ex- example and still, same popular shit gets popular, and it still amazes me because I, I like I have no right. idea what is popular or whatever. And then my kids come home with some music that they have heard in school, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is <laughs> what's this garbage? Like this is yeah. not even music." Yeah. Thanks, TikTok. And I was like, "What is this? <laughs> yeah. This is no." It's you horrible. could you could be watching like a very creative, very well funded, very different, high production quality Bollywood musical, which would be like something you've never seen before, mm. 
or you could watch the eighth Jurassic yeah. Park movie. Oh, and people Jurassic people Park are like, something. oh fuck it, Jurassic Park. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna watch Jurassic. It's like, oh my god, like sad but true. It's it's this is all out there. And I guess thankfully, thanks to the internet, like <laughs> Netflix has been really big on picking up that South Korean shit lately. So oh, we're yeah. getting South Korean TV and and movies, and you can tell like they've kind of caught on. They figured it out. They know. What but the problem doing. is also mm-hmm. you have but, all these countries having to gate all their markets for for copyright right. reasons or whatever. Like you, you, you put on Netflix, you see a selection of movies. I put on Netflix here in Sweden. I see completely different out, like you know, variety of movies and TV shows that you never heard about because I have all these celebrities in my country that <laughs> you wouldn't even know, and they've been famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also that are different, like right. completely skewed. So that's also the thing that kind of uh, scares me about mainstream selection because it's you're still limited there's still like a sensor somewhere for some reason saying you cannot watch this in this country because this country or this distributor has not paid money to show my thing right and i've been i've been obviously like bootlegging and you know getting in my hands of stuff that's not available in my country ever since I was, you know, hitting my teens. And I'm still doing so because there is no variety for me. I don't have Shudder. I don't have, like, uh, half the shit that is available. And it's like, oh, everybody watch this movie. I was like, yeah, I mean, if I could, I would. And, like, you're still gated behind this, like, secret censorship that is is all in all basis is money. Because, like, that's what it all comes down to. Right. I got one. Oh, yes. Ever powerful dollar. And I think it's even more apparent now when there is so much variety. Sorry, I'm ranting. (laughs) No, no, it's fine. I'm like, go. I'm not going to stop you. Like, if I have a product and I I decide I'm only going to sell this product to these three countries and say it kicks in, like, everybody wants this thing. It's like, I'm only going to sell this three because I only like this three and I own this shit. So you can't have it. Or what's going to happen? Bootleg market's going to blow up. Um, Whatever this thing is, everyone's going to want it and like ship it over and whatever, right? Yep. We were talking Mm -hmm. about the VPN thing recently, right? Last week. Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah. Do you have access to that? No, I have other ways. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that that's that's regaining popularity in the states again. It was real big back in the late '90s, and now it's 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 gotten tread again. Before we go, I, I got to go back to something we just talked about a second ago. Which one? The food oh. thing. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's a, a food. I mean, I can't. It's always. It is lunchtime. <laughs> you see the videos of the fishing boats, and. You know, especially, let's just take a random country. I don't know, we'll just pick Japan. (laughs) Hey, we got there. No reason, just a random country. Of course, yeah. 130 million people just in one city. Jesus. And and the biggest, uh, like, consumption is fish. So you've got 130 million people eating fish for fucking breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. 
Ugh. all throughout. Just let's just use this one city. Yeah. And you see these videos of these fishing boats coming in. They're dropping off just massive nets, huge tons of fish every day. And people are buying that shit from the market and preparing it and selling it fresh that morning. Like that's the day the fish is yeah. caught in the morning, sold and ate that day. Maybe some the next day or two in some cases, depending where are all these fucking fish coming from? It's the water. Like is the, is the ocean in unimaginably big. Can yeah. we just not yep. fathom how big this shit is? That also they're remember bringing in every single fucking day, this oh. many like yeah. fish don't also, grow in a day. Yeah. It takes them a little also, while. Also to get remember bigger. they sure, are like, only fishing this in still limited water, right? Cause they're, they're not going, you know, oh, yeah. in the yeah, entire yeah. ocean. It's still like a tiny percentage pool <laughs> of water. How? How though? It's, it's that, that big, big Sean. <laughs> There's more water than there is land. <laughs> By eight, a long shot. <laughs> eight billion people. Don't and worry, we're gonna kill a bunch of monsters. There's, there's enough of these fish to go around every single day. What would happen if we didn't? Would it just well, maybe, overflow with fish? We'd get more frogs. <laughs> <laughs> 